that um, when God gives us something and he tells us to do something, it's not for us to do it in our own strength, but into the strength of God. So, Father, I just pray that we always come back to you, that we always come back to you, that we may not know if you're asking us. It's obviously we don't know at the moment, but you will show us and you will guide us. So we thank you for that. Father, I lift up the homes. I pray for pray for um, individuals' homes, whether they are married or single, Father. We pray that the hand of God is through the home. I pray against the spirit of division, and we ask for unity. I pray for the uh, I pray against the spirit of division and uh, uh, strife, and we ask you for peace in the homes. Father, let your your peace saturate our homes uh, from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet. Father, that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, so we ask that Jesus just saturate Himself within the homes. Let the wind of God saturate each and every room. Um, Make sure that you guys are oiling up your doors. And as a speed of light that we're in in this season, and you might want to amp up. I heard that in the spirit. It's like God needs us to amp it up. Amp it up. Amp up your prayer life. Amp up what um amp up what you what you typically do. You might want to start doing that twice a day, three times a day. Amp up your oiling of your home. You gotta remember we have if you have family, friends or kids or whatever coming through your home that's different people different spirits you don't know so all up your doors if you got to do this weekly instead of monthly and quarterly do it weekly so father we just thank you lord for your supernatural protection and i pray against every diabolical and demonic relationship that has been assigned to us to try to um to try to ravage our minds and our hearts and distract us from the things that you have called us to do father and we thank you lord that the Spirit of the Lord is with us, that the Spirit of the Lord is protecting us, that the Spirit of the Lord is within us. We trust you, Father, and we honor you. Father, we pray for the workplaces this month, that as we are entering into these workplaces, Father, that we enter in as a light, and we're the salt in this world, Father, that we be able to exemplify us, exemplify you within us, Father, that when we walk into these places, people know and understand and see you through us. Yeah. It's all about you, Father. So, Father, we ask that it be less of us, more of you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray right now for our minds that we continue to be able to keep our minds with you. That, Father, that your word says that um, uh, in due season you shall reap if you faint not. I pray against the, uh, uh, that. I pray against anybody that is ready to faint, anybody that's ready to give up, Father. I pray that you hold us up, Father, and you continue to lead and guide us into the will of God into the purpose of our lives into the purpose of our lives Father into the purpose of our lives Father we praise you and we honor you Father we pray over um, our cities we pray over our neighborhoods we pray for our children I lift the children up to you Father I pray for their hearts and their minds and their bodies and their souls Anybody that listens to this under the sound of my voice who has kids, Father, I pray for your hand, that your hand of protection, and you put a hedge of protection over each and every one of our kiddos as they're in schools, daycares, facilities, um, field trips, wherever they may be, this my Father. We just pray for your hand of protection over our babies, Father. And we pray against um, any transfer of spirits that may try to connect themselves and attach themselves to our children, Father. We pray. Uh, that you sever that 
that is severed, that any ties, any connections that are not like you, Father, are severed in the spirit right now in the name of Jesus, that it has no place. We pray for our family members, our nieces, our nephews, cousins, uncles, uh, grandbabies, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we lift them up to you, Father. And we thank you, Lord, for your hand of protection over each and every one of our lives. We pray that as we enter into this entire month, that this is the month of Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving is, is a daily thing. So we praise your name, Father. But we just amp up the Thanksgiving this month, Father. And it's not just about the food. We are thankful and we are grateful that you have given us the ability to do all that we were supposed to and we, uh, we are called to do. In Jesus' beautiful name, amen. So, Father, we just thank you. And we honor you and we praise you today. Um, I don't see any prayer requests in the chat. So we are good to go. So I just want to just uh, pray over you. wanted to just lift up your month of November. Um, I just, it's going to be an awesome month. Go into the month with a mindset that it will be awesome, despite of the things that the February dogs that try to come my way. Remember, the weapon may form, but it shall not prosper. You got this, and it's going to be great. I actually, uh, pray that you guys have an awesome and blessed Friday. In Jesus' beautiful name, amen, amen, amen. Amen. Right, guys, I'll see you again, top of the month. Glory uh, to God. Uh, December, if you have any specific prayer needs that you may need, please email them to me Um, in the newsletter. I'll send the newsletter out with this recording, and you can email me back. Alright, you guys have a great and awesome day. Bye-bye. Go ahead, Tupac. Amen. That's my... Wait, you want to I'm trying to decide I don't want to go work out real quick. I feel like I do. Then we're going to eat after this. Yeah, then come change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What that was? That was somebody else? Oh, that was a text message. Oh, because one of the, um, another group, one of the girls was, must have somehow, social media was.
For real. Because when she get done with your money, who she coming to next? It's been yours. See, that's when y'all wrong. She, she, when she get you, she ain't spending her money. She don't come and spend yours. That's what I say. But see, ladies, no, you can't try that with AO. <laughs> you gonna get a hundred dollars. That's it for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got money for a reason. Because he gonna make sure you making your money. I told money. my mom. She said, "Baby, why are you still single?" I said, "Because I like my money." <laughs> Yo, real talk though, man. It was. I would say um, 2002 was a Friday. Friday night, about six o'clock. And me and my friend was sitting in the car. I was driving a uh, 2004 Explorer Red. I had two 12s in the back of that thing. Two 12s, 1,000 watt amp. I had 22s on it. And 22s, we had the spinning wheels back then. And the spinning wheels, that, you know, when you stop, they still spinning. They keep spinning. <laughs> the younger people look at them like, what is he talking about? 22s. They keep going when you stop. We talking about 212s. I know y'all don't do the systems like that that much in this generation, uh, but we do. And um, my friend had just got back into town. Every Friday, every Friday when we would get off of work, we would all go to the car wash. Um, we would take off our shirts. Yeah, we would take them off. Um, we would take off our shirts, we would wash our cars, put the oil on the car, and make it look real nice. But you see, in Oceanside, Oceanside stands for the side of the ocean. And so we would go to the beach, we would all pull up in our cars, and the ladies would come out in a two-piece bikinis, guys come out in shorts, no shirt, oil all over our chest and our stomach. <laughs> and we'll be playing, you know, volleyball. We'll be on the beach, we'll be chilling on a Friday night because we wanted to celebrate what was going on. But it's one particular Friday, man. My boy came to town early and I had just got back into the city. And um, uh, he was like, no, man, let's just go out and just watch the sunset. So we're literally at the beach, clean cars, sitting in a car, talking about life, looking through the front mirror, and we are seeing the sun setting. And while we're talking about life, my boy is just talking about everything that's going on in his life. And on the inside of me, I am miserable and I am crying. You, have any of us ever been on the outside smiling, but then on the inside, we're like, something got to change before something happens. But how are you doing? I'm doing good. And on the inside, I'm not doing good. And while he's talking, I'm crying. While he's talking and doing his thing, I'm miserable. While he was talking, I ended up breaking down crying. And he was like, yo, hey, yo, why you crying, bro? I said, because, man. You don't even know this is the very same car I've been sitting in the back. He was like, you've been sitting in the back of what? This car. For how long? Six months. Really, bro? I'm like, yeah. We watched all our friends pull up. Mercedes, 22s on it. Range Rover, 20s on it. BMW 21. And we look at all of our friends. He lived with his mom. He lived with his grandma. He, he lived at the apartment with five other guys in a two-bedroom apartment. All of us look good. All of us have the nice stuff. 
But all of us are broke. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of us going home and asking each other, yo, can I get five dollars from McDonald's? Yo, bro, can I get ten? Can I hold ten dollars? And I told her, I said, bro, you know what? I'm sick yeah. and tired of being sick and I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired to impress this girl who's going to end up just being a friend. And he was like, bro, take me home. I was like, bro, you ain't got to tell me twice because I'm, I'm tired of this anyway. So we pulled out. I never went back to the beach for two years. Jesus. I went home and I got a job. Yeah. I went home and I got another job. All my friends at the time was like, hey yo, what's up? I said, man, I got time for this. I, I do not have time Come on for now. this. Yes. I got a job, right, working eight to five. Anyone, anyone got a job before? Anybody got a job? You know, everybody in here, we all entrepreneurs here. I make a million dollars. I ain't never had a job. My father is a king. I ain't gotta work. What? I worked and thrived. Man, listen, I was at the bottom of the rank. I walked into this job and said, you know what, I'm at the bottom, and I will show up at 7.50. Because you know, when you show up on time, you're late. If you leave on time, you're leaving early. So I showed up at 7.50, I will clock in, I will work, I will bust my behind, I would go late to lunch. Sometimes I would work through lunch. I would get off at 5.30, but I would leave at 6 o'clock. Because I want my managers to see that I'm busting my butt. So I worked myself all the way up to one of the top 10 people in the company. Five years, showing up early, serving people, became a manager. And so they was opening up this new place in Jacksonville, Florida. And they were like, hey, hey, yo. Uh, we want you to go to Jacksonville. We want you to train this person. I said, okay, cool, great. So for three months, I trained this person. I was skipping over lunch. And, you know, every Friday, back then in the 2000s, they didn't really have their rate deposits. No, they didn't. They gave you the hard check right before lunch. <laughs> you get that check, and you'll go spend your whole lunch in the bank. Yep. On this one day, bro, I was working so hard that I skipped going to lunch because I was serving this guy. I was helping this guy. And I wanted my leaders to see what was going on. He was like, all right, Leo. Okay, I see you. I see you. So I got my check. I go home. Y'all, I put the check down. When I look at the check, for some odd reason, God shifted my viewpoint yes, from Lord. a dollar amount come on. to the name who wrote me the check. Come on, come on. He said, Anthony, do you see the name that's on the check? I read the name. It was the last name of the owner followed by Associates LLC. For some odd reason, God made me look in the mirror. Mm. He said, you served five years helping somebody else's family, but you haven't helped your own. Ooh. And I said, what? <laughs> I said, but I gotta work. You want me to work, right? He said, yes, but when is the last time you worked for yourself? Jesus. I fearfully and wonderfully made you and I want you to steward the job, but there's something that's on the inside of you yes. that can make you millions, but you're yes. only helping somebody else make millions. Yes. So work that job, but then come home and work what I put inside of you. Yes. Yes. And I was like, well, God, you ain't got to tell me twice. <laughs> I know that's at the right. time, I was living with my mom and my daddy. So I couldn't tell my mom and daddy I was going to quit. 
I couldn't tell my mom and dad that time I was going to be an entrepreneur because you know, that generation didn't really, they ain't really know no, 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 you know, you know, you know what my mom and dad were saying was like, hey, you know what, go, go to school, get you a job, 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 get you a and I said, there gotta be more to work in 40 years and make another person rich. And I'm living and making it paycheck to paycheck. But I can't go to Africa. But I can't go to London. I can't take my family to the beach. And I said, there gotta be something more. God said there is. And before you can even walk, it was on the inside of you. Before you can even walk, it was on the inside of you. And God gave me this revelation. Put the revelation up on the screen for me, y'all. Uh, God said that your personal brand is the most effective way to create the impact, meaning, and the financial freedom you've always desired. Mm. Oh, you. I run. You. I gotta run. You all are rocking with Darius and Daniel's family for what reason? Not just so y'all can get just, just knowledge for yourself. You're walking with them so you can get knowledge to go out there and make money. You want to make an impact, but you want to make sure that your impact is bringing you what? Income. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to be a blessing to y'all, but I want to be a blessing to myself as well. Yeah, yeah. I want to be a blessing to my wife as well whenever I find her. Lord Jesus, y'all pray for me. <laughs> I want to be a blessing to my kids. And I'm like, well, Lord, how am I going to do that if I'm only making $42,000 a year? Why is it that I see all these other people who don't look like me? They got everything, but people who look like me, you really don't have much. And I was like, God, what am I going to do? He said, Anthony, he gave it to me. He said, Anthony, you, you, you worked all this time and you helped another man provide a uh, uh, child support for his people who he don't look out for like that. You made another man rich. You bought another man a house. You bought another man a car. You paid for another man's children to go to college. But your kids can't even go to college yet. Right. Jesus. So man, I just started, started, I started building my own. A lot of you all know, I had an opportunity to work with Dave Ramsey for about seven, eight years. That is my God. I love him. I love him. And I left him about two years ago. And I love it. Because now it's about how do I build that O'Neill enterprise. Come on now. Come on now. It's about how do I set my kids? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Daddy. Yes. How do I look at my wife when I find her and say, baby girl, you go plan everything you want as long as it's less than ten thousand dollars for the day. Y'all bought out of the change, huh? The brothers are like, yo, make it work. <laughs> the ladies is like, what am I going to do with $10,000? Let me tell you what you're going to do with $10,000. You can do it. You're going to have a financial freedom. That's right. You're going to have opportunities and options. That's right. 
I refuse to spend thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars on a wedding, and we gotta come back home broke, trying to figure things out because you want to impress other people who don't even really care for you. But real talk, we tell you why I'm gonna spend the bag on her hanging. Because every time she steps out, she represents me. So that ring will be flat. The ring will be more than a wedding and a honeymoon combined. Talk about it. You're gonna represent me. Value. You know what I'm saying? If something goes left, I get the ring back and sell it. Anyway. This is what they want. All of them want meaning, impact, and money. Okay? 
all in one meaning, impact, and money. It makes no sense to have all the money but then you don't have meaning, you don't have impact. Right, yes, if you don't have meaning, if you don't have impact, what's the purpose of money? Right. What's the purpose of money? So everyone that I have met in this world, they all thrive for meaning, impact, and money. And so I started studying a lot of people who thought they had a brand, <laughs> um, and they do not have a brand, but they think they have a brand. And I was like, okay, God, I, I need to put this into something. Uh, and so here's what I've learned. I call this the red line people. Put the red line up for me. Uh, um, these are the people. Start off on the same line, right? But these are the people who have less meaning, less impact, and less money. Why? Here's the very first thing, because they have poor character. Mm, yeah. These are not men, these are not women of character. They, they, they don't value people, they don't value their words, they don't value their time. They have poor character, you can't trust them. These are people who I call the repellent people. As soon as they walk in the room, you walk in the opposite way. Oh, they go such and such, let me go over here. Poor character. Here's another thing that I learned from these people, right? They have no brain at all. No brain. You can put it up, y'all. I need y'all follow me here. Put poor character up, put, uh, put no brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No brain. No brain. There you go. They have no brain. No brain. They didn't build nothing. They didn't study. They don't have no structure to who they are. Absolutely no brain. And here's the last thing I learned about these people. They're inconsistent. And so as you can see, they're going down. They start off on the same line as everyone. But because they have less character, they have no brand, and they're inconsistent, they tend to die. Now the next people, I'm going to be real with y'all, is going to be the average person in this room. The average person in this room is going to be this young alone. Because the average person that I meet, if you're in here, you've got good character. You've you, you got good character. You put good character so they can say no. You, you have good character. So these people have good character, right? Not only do they have good character, they have very little brain. They haven't really mastered who they are, what's their message in, what do they stand for, what are they gonna be consistent in. But then watch this one. Um, this next one is they have some consistency. Now, let, let me tell you something about this one. You never talk about, about this as you feel. Uh, look at me. Um, let me tell you why your average, the average person is average, and there's a difference between an average person and a non-average superior person. Right? Can I be honest with you? Um, average people allow their moods to impact their moments. Wow. 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 Average people allow their moods to impact and delay their moments. You just went through a breakup. Now you can't show up and really serve your people and serve your customers. You show up, go to your job, and you're all emotional. Something in your personal life just happened, and now you're like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. If I want to take this phone call, I'm just going to be in my bed and just, just cry all day long. He was a jerk anyway, but I'm going to cry because he was a jerk because he broke up. Here's what I learned. Superior people deal with their moods. And do not allow it to impact and delay their moments. Because here's the truth. Your mood is going to change up and down, up and down, up and down. You do not want your moments to be impacted by that. What's preventing you from being a millionaire? Your mood. What's preventing you from starting that business and thriving like you understand? Your mood. 
What's preventing you from running? Or some of us are already running, but we slow down. It was our mood. It was our emotions. And I had to look at myself. I was like, man, that's me. I said, that's me. The reason why I wasn't really excelling is because the numbers that I wanted to hit have the impact that I wanted to have the impact because I will allow certain things to impact me and those things impact my moment. But here's what I learned from every single multi-millionaire that I've sat down. I call this the green line people. This is the money line people. This is the Darius Daniels people. This will be the drive people. Here's the They have attractive character. When they walk in, they, they just bring people in. When they walk into the room, it just lights up. When they get on the stage, people know this is going to be good. When, when the phone rings and they see that name, oh, I better pick up this phone call. Because they have an attractive and appealing character. Here's the next one. They have a powerful brand. Here's how you know you got a powerful brand. When they talk about you and you're not even in the room. Here's how you know you have a powerful brand. When they don't even really agree with what you're selling, what you're teaching, okay. but they still respect you. Okay, okay. Yes. <laughs> but you can't have a powerful brand. Watch this. If you do not follow a brand formula. Okay. And you have to follow a brand formula. And over the last year, last two years, I would say, I follow a brand formula when it comes to me, when it comes to my company, when it comes to my business. And everything that I do has to go through this form. It cannot contradict it. It cannot make it look bad. It has to flow. And so what I'm about to give you, uh, I want you to flow with me. Don't take a picture yet. Take a picture at the end, all right? I really want you to follow So here's the grand formula. Here's number one. You've got to have character. You, you, you have to have character. Everything starts off with character. Here's the problem that I see with most successful, or I would call them semi-successful entrepreneurs. They make a lot of money, but they're grinding. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They make a lot of money, but people question their character. Yeah. Uh -huh. They make a lot of money, but people really don't want to be associated with them like that because they know their character is questionable. And so for me, I gotta ask myself this all the time. Right. Anthony, what are you doing that can make your brand questionable? Oh. Wow. Oh. I gotta ask myself that. I said, Anthony, what are you doing that can make your brand questionable? Let me tell you what's one thing we do to make our brand questionable. We try to save money. Mm. We try to shortcut people. Well, I'm, I'm gonna tell them this, but I'm gonna give them this. Right. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to sell them this ticket, but you're not going to get this experience. Right. Wow. You walked into this room today because you know the Daniel's character right. is strong. Yeah. Yeah. You know that if they said you're going to get this, this right here, you actually want to get this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Darius is not coming here and preach and teach the same message he's been preaching for 10 years. He'll give you something fresh. Yeah. He'll give you something when you leave here, it changed and it impacted your life. Yeah, that's true. Okay. 
and uh, I told her, I was like, hey, listen, how are we doing? Don't bring me a good deal, right? Money-wise, that when we put it on my show or we attach it to my brand, it makes my brand now questionable. Because people trust what I have to say, and I want to make sure that I am not, you know, questioning that. So number one, it's careless. Number one, it's careless. What we got to go? Oh, jeez. 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 Single panel next. I'm like, I don't want to talk about being single. I don't talk about getting this money. Anyways. Single people cost you. It, it costs me money. Anyways. How much time I got? 15 minutes. All right. When I see her start walking, you see what I'm saying? I already have a time to That's character right there. That's the areas of operating character. Oh, jeez. Here's number two that I've learned for me. When it comes to building a, a, a successful seven-figure personal brand, content. You can put it back up there. Content. Content. What are you talking about? What, what are you talking about? Are you on YouTube? I'm gonna say this, I don't wanna offend nobody. Cause we've all done this, we've all done this before. Are you on YouTube? Hit play, write down the notes, hit play, write down the notes, and you take all the notes and go teach the same thing? Come on, uh, talk about that. Whoa. Talk about it. Come on now. Talk about it. Oh, if he said it, and if he went viral, or oh, I say it, I'm gonna go viral. No, the same anointing on his life is not gonna go that way. It's not gonna go that way. And you're actually hurting yourself yeah. if you're trying to copy that person. What you're saying is, God, you didn't give me what I needed. You gave him what I needed, so I'm going to take it from him. And the reason why it's not working for you is God didn't give you that. I'm not Darius Samuels. I can't wear them shoes anywhere. I can't look at the text and get all this revelation from one word. Right. Come on, sir. I didn't say turn him away. 
Yeah. I say that this group of people, I call yes. you for this group of people. But who, whatever group of people come to you. You teach them all, yeah, yeah. That's right. Whatever your content is, whatever God has called you to do, okay. you do this. I was with Darius Mishimita a couple, a couple months ago, five months ago, right? And this lady said, uh, well, I think my content is about dogs. I, I want to I I wanna, I wanna teach people um, and, and train people about their dogs. Like, do you think I can make money with dogs? I said, what? You'd be a billionaire in a second. Yeah. Man, Do you know how many people got some bad dogs? <laughs> and they will happily pay you to train them how to turn their bad dog into a good, obedient dog before they kill the dog? You do what? That's a million dollars idea. That's a million dollars idea. It may not be the sexiest thing. It may not put you in a no, huge stage. But do you understand that most millionaires in the world have never been on a stage? Jesus. The content. The content. Mm. Next thing. Your content then attracts what? A community. Mm. Right. A community. A community. Not fans. Because to make a million dollars, you only need 2,000 people. I, I don't need 200,000 followers. I don't need a blue check mark. I, I don't need a million people following me. I just need 2,000 people in my community that throughout the year, they'll spend at least $500 on it. That's a million dollars. That's a million dollars. Come on now. Come on. blue check mark. Like they said that uh, um, this one lady had, she had two million people. Two million people. She made a t-shirt. Put the t-shirt up on her bed. Sold two shirts. You know why? Because they were looking at her. They didn't respect her character. They didn't respect her content. They only liked her body. And oftentimes what we think is, well, if I got the followers, I got the money. No, no. you got eyes watching you. Oh, shit. That's good. Jesus. And your content attracts your community. Now, one of my good friends, she lives here in Atlanta, uh, uh, Priscilla. Uh, Priscilla um, uh, and, uh, and she was like, Anthony, this is when uh, I was probably like three years ago, I was working with Dave. And, uh, she, she called me, she was like, hey, I'm going to be real with you. She was like, how much money do you work with Dave? I told her the number that I Made day, right? Um, and she had maybe at that time half of my followers. Uh, they didn't have a show, they didn't have nothing uh, compared to what I had at the time. And uh, But she had about 38,000 followers at the time. She had the blue check mark. Um, her show was not as big as mine. Um, she didn't have the day Ramsey platform of speaking to 12 million people um, every single day. She didn't have that, that backing, right? A thousand employees. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I, man, I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm over here, man. <laughs> I'm a, he ain't got no debt. He built this big old machine. I'm a part of it. 
<laughs> and she said, I told her, no, she got fired. I said, ooh, I just shot <laughs> She don't like that. She, she got quiet. I said, I, I, I said, I know that's a lot of money. I can help you. <laughs> she was thriving way past She said, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry, A.O. She said, baby, I got half of your followers and I made three times your income. Jesus. I said, see, I got a community. You just got a bunch of people who are liking you because of who you're connected to. I got people who want what I want to give them. And I was like, you got a community. And I got people who just watch me. Mm. I hung up that phone, that phone, I cried. I said, well, God, what do I got to do? to build a community for people. And God said, focus on the content, focus on who I called you for, and don't worry about who you're going to miss. Come on, sir. That's good right there. He said, because not everyone wants you least. What makes you think everyone wants you least? It's bringing the heat up in this place. You just got to believe that what I put inside of you is going to attract the right people. And if you attract the right people, you'll impact the right people, you be alright. Yeah, you can do it. How do you make Focus on building the right community. How do you keep a community? Here's the thing I say. You gotta stay consistent, people. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the problem with us. We'll come up with this great idea. Go hard. And then as soon as we see it ain't making no money today, yeah. we'll stop. Yeah, that's true. We'll stop. We won't be consistent. God said, hey, this is what I called you to do. He never said it's going to be easy. He said, I called you for this. I remember uh, when I first started, right? Uh, when, when I first started. Uh, um, and I'll be honest with y'all, because right, of this drive. Uh, when I stepped out of my own today, I was scared. I'll be honest. I was scared. It was July 1st. July 1st. I never get uh, I called Darius. Hey man, I need, I need to come see you. It's my birthday, and I got something heavy in my heart. Mm. You're one of the only voices in my life that I trust that will tell me the truth. Darius, mm. come down. I knew it was something that was Darius. He said, come down quick. Darius knows you're really, can you give my wife, can you give my team, can you give my wife? He said, no, come down. All right, come down. I have plans. So did Aries. <laughs> so did Aries. Uh, he said, I'm gonna talk to you. I need y'all to speak at my church that Sunday. I said, I knew it was Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it up right too. I'm gonna talk to you right before we get on stage and talk about it. Oh. You know what it's something? <laughs> and he's gonna bless my people by this money. Like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Darius hit me in my heart that day and he said, it's something. He said, you're scared? Nervous, but now it's time. It's time for you to step out on your own. He said, You're gonna win. Got three minutes. I'm gonna be obedient because I love Jesus. He stepped out. He trusted me. He gave me. I stepped out. And the only thing that I heard God tell me is, It's not gonna be easy, but it will be worth it. 
I need you to stay consistent. I need you to stay faithful. I need you to stay prayer up. I need you to stay connected to the right people. The first month, y'all, I made nothing. I made nothing. I went from making nearly a half a million dollars to making nothing in a month. But I still kept going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next month, yeah. I got a call. Gosh, said, y'all want grant? I want to partner with you. I heard y'all in your home. I was like, okay, cool, great. Second month, nothing happened. I stayed consistent. Yeah. The third month, I got my first brand deal, like ten thousand dollars. I was like, yes, I need you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate going to my savings account. God, oh, I know that's right. Oh, I know. I feel you, bro. I feel you. Ten back. That's cool. Jeez. After taxes, after paying people to help me, it's only like four thousand dollars in my pocket. Kept up. I'm like, Jesus. Got ten, but I got four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I kept lying. Fourth month, ten dollars. Fifth month, fifteen dollars. Sixth month, fifteen dollars. Seventh month, eighty dollars. Come on. Eighth month, eighty dollars. Come on. Ninth month, a hundred dollars. Come on. Tenth month. One hundred and twenty thousand. The eleventh month, three hundred and thirteen thousand dollars because I started and I stayed consistent with the assignment that God gave me, and I didn't quit. I didn't go back. I didn't say, God, I'm going back to church. God, I'm going back. I said, you know what? I'm gonna stay consistent. And since then, we have not made less than six figures a month. Jesus. And we're already projecting next year alone we will average over three hundred thousand dollars a month. And so what happens when you have character, when you have content, when you have community, and you have consistency, and you gotta take a picture of this now, that, that produces currency. It produces currency. You don't get currency. That is longevity just by putting ads on Facebook. Talk about that. You do not get currency long term just by copying somebody else. Come on now. Yes, I would rather build wealth long term. Yes. So when I get to it, I can stick with it. Yes. I don't want shortcuts. Me I don't either. want the oven. No. no. I don't even want the microwave. Come on. I want the smoke. Yeah, yeah. Come the on. Smoke. Put me in a smoker. You know why? Because it cooks it slow and it keeps all the juice inside. And I don't want to be juicy as long as I'm on the stage and I'm impacting somebody. Because when they get a taste of me, they get a taste of God. When they get a taste of God, their life is changed forever. It was my content that gave them the juice. It was the juice that got them in God. And when they get to God, now they're millionaires. Now they're blind. Now they're like you saying. You want seven figures? Be a smoker. Get up. Sit there. Yes. I ain't talking about smoking weed. I'm talking about getting in a smoke. Get you an A. Close it. People are smokers, right? Um, um, the smokers, the head, um, they have this seal around it. 
And when they close it, nothing comes out of it. It's all heat. And the only way something can come out of it is by if you move the top open a little bit. And here's what I love about God is that sometimes he gonna put you in that heat. He gonna feel like giving up. But then as you feel like giving up, God is opening up just a little bit. Just a little bit. Then when it feels like you are ready for the world, then he's gonna open up the smoker. And you know what I love about the smoker is when it opens up, Build it the right way. I love you. Incredible guest. Um, one, you're going to be, you're going to hear from 
today and you're gonna be you're gonna thank me. <laughs> After you hear from him, you're gonna come to me and say thank you for him. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was with our inner circle last night at our VIP. Oh, she was it? 
I was like, you did better than me. He was like, what you mean? I was like, we financed it. He was like, it's not bad. I was like, she had to finance it. <laughs> Seven figure earner, staff, 
that takes a degree of resilience and strength. But those misconceptions that that can be hurdles that you have to jump over. How how does that make you? You're strong, but how does that make you feel? Um, I I say there's a difference between being a strong woman and a woman of strength. Because I'm more, I would say, not necessarily a strong woman. It may look like that, but I'm really more the woman of strength because I do therapy. Yeah. Okay, I believe in Jesus and therapy. And um, for me, lots of times, my therapist sees the other part of it. The tears, the um, the disappointment in God. You know, I actually have a prayer closet, and I literally did not go into my prayer closet for at least six months because I was disappointed with God in this arena of my life. Right, because I'm like, Lord, I'm praying, I'm fasting, I'm sitting at the feet of seasoned women, I'm doing the tightest two thing, God. I'm, you know, and, and God is like, yes, but I'm, I'm doing, as you see what Jeremy was talking about, like taking you through it. God is like, yeah, I'm dipping you like the goldsmith dips. Yeah. Right, and if you know anything about the goldsmith, um, yeah. when it comes to the authenticity yes. of gold, right? The goldsmith has to dip you and dip it in water. And every time it dips in water, the goldsmith looks at the actual bar of gold and has to see its reflection. And will continue to be dipped and dipped and dipped until the goldsmith can actually see his own reflection. And so I know not why I was married at 25, as I wanted to. I know not why I wasn't married at 35, as I wanted to. I still am 35. Times a couple of them, right? But I know not, I know not why because God has been going through the refining process. The refining, which means, ladies, that at times we have to heal yeah. from childhood trauma. Yeah. We have to heal from unmet emotional needs. Yeah. And I don't look like what I've been through. My father was a heroin addict, incarcerated most of my life. So talk about having to deal with an absentee father who I could never have a conversation about my beauty, about confidence, what it is to be treated like a woman. And so lots of times I had to find that in relationships the hard way. My mother's a recovering alcoholic. And so both of my parents were addicts. So for me, I've had to learn to, I thank God for mentors. Um, and I believe that mentorship is not just you know financially, but I actually found a, men- a mentor to teach me about how it is to be a woman. Yeah. Right, how to go from the Jordans to the heels. And when I go to the airport tonight, I'll have Jordans on. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it took a lot. And so I still do therapy. Every month, I'm still doing therapy twice, yeah. twice a month. Um, I'm constantly being refined. Right. And that's so good. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I know that many women may sit where you are and, and understand. But one of the things you said is you talked about the mentor. You talked about you can go from your heels to your Jordans. It made me think about a conversation that my husband and I had because I believe a lot of times with not just single, but alpha women, we are very driven. Like when I do my disassessment, I'm in high D. But then I also know when I'm at home. (laughs) (laughs) When I'm at home, I had to learn to be something else. And I had to be mentored through that because I didn't understand that. So my hat that I wear as a boss is a high, high D. But when I come home as a wife, I'm like, in my INC, I'm like, I gotta come off this ID because I need to get into this man that that is the visionary of my house. So it's not that I'm less of a woman, but I do feel like I've been mentored in a place where I can know how to change my roles so that I can be in a relationship that 
can be, I can relate it to him. What you just said is so important, and I know this year God told me this was a season for me to start praying for my husband. Um, and so I've intentionally been praying for my spouse. Um, and one of the things that God, it wasn't just about praying, praying was about preparing. And so one of the things I started doing was literally sitting at the feet of married women. Right, to learn about what it is. And one of the women said to me, if you really want to know what a powerful woman is, it's submission. Yeah. But, but we have to change the narrative of how we've been taught the word submission. Right. Right? Yeah. Right? So because of that, I have to literally unlearn the yeah. stigmas of what that was so that I can literally relearn that there is power behind it. Let's be honest. You say, hook them up. 
it's hard. So to talk a little bit, because people, the average person would say, you're single, successful, no children. Um, you would have, they would think you'd have your pick of any and everybody you would want. Talk about how, how success makes it difficult for you to land the person you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say it is easy. It's easy to find a girlfriend. But I no longer want a girl who's just a friend. It's hard to find my wife, my favorite, my best thing, the woman that will be my, my missing rib, right? And I think for me, success for me, uh, the reason why it's difficult, because it's, it's, God put this, I'm a builder, right? So my wife has to also be somewhat of a builder as well. So I meet a lot of great ladies, but they're not a builder. And so for me, it's, it's difficult because it's like, I need someone that understands I'm a builder. Me and you talked about this. Me and you and your wife talked about this. I was like, no, I meet great ladies, but they have the average mindset, which is nothing wrong for them. But for me, That's I'm right. that understands yeah. God put this inside of me, so I may be busy. You may not be able to talk to me every single morning for an hour, every single night for an hour. You may not get a text from me throughout the day because right. I'm building. Right. I'm not building. I'm not building for me and my family. So I mean, for me, it's that's difficult good. because I meet women who want so much time. That's that's But you're not understanding that if you want so much of my time, you can get part of that time if you help me build. Come on now. Listen, hey, this, is, this, this is one of the things I appreciate about him. Yes. This first one of the emotional intelligence is unapologetic self-awareness. That's right. Right? It is him saying, I am not going to act like my standard is a preference. I want someone who understands what I'm committed to doing with my life. And I want someone that, that, that feels like they have been called to partner with me in life in building what I've been created to build. Now, there are some people out there who don't want that at all. They're not looking for that in a person. What I appreciate is your, your honesty and your self-awareness. There's some though, I just heard you say this for the first time in the back, and I feel like some people can learn from it. Because um, you actually have a vision. It's amazing, like Shayla said, she's praying for her husband. You, I know you're praying for your wife, but you have a vision, like you got characteristics. You know like four, you know what you're looking for. All five. What, 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 you said five. So it's not a vision, this is amazing to me. You said that, I was like, wow. When I was, what, we met, I was 19, 20, just like, save me the vines. Hit me on the vines. Man, you know, 
Oh, um, no, and it's, it's, it's five S's. I literally have five S's. And a lot of people say it's a bliss. And it's, it's a list, but it's literally like you said, it's my business. First off, she got to be saved. Um, period. Like when I say saved, I don't need her speaking in tongues, round, round, running around the church. Um, I need her to believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, right? That's number one. Number two, she got to be sweet. Because, I mean, you meet a lot of successful ladies, unlike my sister over here, who are very successful, but they're not sweet. I, I need a nourisher. I need feminine energy, not masculine energy. When we come home. Now, when you drive it, and you out there doing your thing, I'll carry your purse and be that boss. <laughs> and when you get back to my house, be sweet. Then yeah. she got to be skilled in something. I don't want no lazy woman. I know that's right. Hey! I a lazy woman. Yeah. Then she got to be smart. I want her to have some level of education that is like, I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about college smart. But have you activated what God put on the inside of you? Yeah. Are you using that gift? Then the last one, the church world gets a little disappointed. No, you no. said, you said, fine. fine. I need good sex in my life. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
impacts relationships. Um, how has success impacted your marriage? Oh, um, I wanted to be so successful, hey, uh, that I stopped communicating with my wife. Whoa. I wanted it so bad to money, whatever it is that we were building in terms of shop, church, and that, that I stopped dating my wife. Yes. That's good. I mean, 
a purpose and we are all on a journey. We are married and yes, we're on this journey together, but we individually Individual. have to figure out our place. Yes. And so God individually yes. dealt with yes. us yes. and dealt with me and I started praying for my husband and God had me in quiet time and, and, and had me to set aside and say, you know what, let's get back to the root. And the root is him. Amen. I started to see something different, but it was really her private devotion Jesus. that started to claim something in me. Yes, sir. Hey, sometimes you think that your prayers may be an answer, but I'm going to tell you, you keep on praying. You know what God is telling you? Turn and talk to your husband, and you don't even know it. I looked at her one time and said, Yeah. I think the pandemic taught us who we be. Yeah. 
Because you have to sit with yourself beyond what you do. And one of the things I learned in that and before that was understanding the type of relationship attachment style that I have. So one of the things um, I think Ayo was talking about was about, hey, I can't text you. I can't you know, right, do all these different right. things. Well, if you deal with a, a pretty anxious, occupied attachment style, which is you're needy and stuff like that, a lot of those things go back to childhood, abandonment, rejection, you will completely be offended by what he just said. And, right. and it, it's not just for male entrepreneurs. I get it as a female entrepreneur because my dad will tell you there's some days where I'm not even, I can't get to my phone, right? Because of certain things. And so I think it's important. One of the things I had to learn to do was go from a pre, um, an anxious preoccupied attachment style to a secure attachment style. Um, and, and, and the reason why I said it is because of the fact that my dad was not in my life. I had to go back and say, well, why am I, you know, a little anxious for a guy, you know, not texting me back right away. You know what I mean? Until, of course, I became an entrepreneur and understood it. But um, if even still in entrepreneurship, because if you do not learn, let me just say this for all the entrepreneurs out here, two things. For one, for all the entrepreneurs out here, if you are unhealed in your personal life, it will go into your professional life. My God. How, how do I say that? Because your pre-anxious, um, uh, your pre-anxious uh, attachment style will go into how you deal with staff. So you will have a hard time if your turnaround is high with staff, and then not, you'll literally start to have high levels of anxiety. So it's very important that we understand. One of the things I teach my staff all the time is every single time you need to be working on a professional development and personal development. Right. I advise all of my team members to do therapy. All right? To do therapy. The second thing I want to say, I just want to say it out here because as you were talking, Tatiana, I felt the Spirit of God literally saying there are some women right now that are in marriages at this moment and you have been doing everything you know God has been telling you to do. And this man has not been connecting with you and you may think he's cheating, you may think he's doing these different things. And I want you to know that God honors the position of you still loving him despite how he treats you. Now, that is not to be misinterpreted to accept abuse. That's right. Because I think, oh, folks, and say, you know, some things and say, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you honor your vows. Now, I'm a single woman, so I know some people may be saying, well, you're single, you don't know. Well, we know that the person that wrote a lot of scripture in the Bible on marriage was a single man. Right? Uh, as a matter of fact, he chose. Um, to be single. He chose singleness, yeah. right? So this is wisdom of God, this chapter, right? And so my heart empathizes with, and not just women that are married, but even women that are dating, that you've been in common law situations, right? Or long-term relationships. Jesus. I just want you to know that God honors your heart, and I just want to affirm you there. I'm not even a woman, I receive that.
there's one thing I feel like I want us to hit. So you guys, I know we do, and uh, we've had different seasons where we've worked together in different ways. And you guys do also, right? There's this partnership. Yeah. So could you talk a little bit about this? Let's wrap up with this. Let's do it really quickly. How do you balance being like business partners who work together, having to have certain kinds of conversations, and then still being spouses um, that live with each other and not allowing some of those tough business conversations that you have to have to impact the intimacy of the relationship. I was very ignorant in the beginning because I am her boss. So I thought that I could speak to her the same way that I speak to every single employee, which is not rude, by the way. Not, not, not really <laughs> that way. It's just that sometimes you're getting directives and because she's my wife, she would not be able to receive it. <laughs> she's like, I'm your wife. And that would be her response. And so we would struggle with that in the beginning uh, years. But I think as time has grown, has gone on, that communication part of learning each other, of learning how to talk, of learning their moves, of learning their ways, of learning um, everything about you. And the more that I learned about you, the more that I learned that this is, as, as Peter says, dealing with the spouse, it says the weaker vessel, and it's not saying that the woman is weak, but he's basically saying that as the woman is so delicate, that men, you have to be careful on how you interact. So I have to learn, because I didn't want my prayers here. But he says, is their heir in the grace of life. So if I want my heir, or if I want my life to have that fullness of grace, I have to deal with her delicately. And make sure that I don't step over my bounds. And, I, and obviously, she's so beautiful and wonderful and got a sweet spirit. And so sometimes I even caught myself like, man, why am I speaking to her as if she's anybody else when she is that thing that God gave me, that blessing that God gave me? So I had to check myself. Wow. But it took some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing it. We're right. not advocating for it. Right. But if 
if is the case, we just kind of wanted to speak, speak to that reality. Absolutely. Bit. So okay. I would say I'm unhealthy, Shamika, before I begin my emotional health journey, um, I probably wouldn't respond the same way. But the, the healthy Shamika says, I understand my role and my helpmate. I am a helpmate to him, but I understand my place in the business. So I need him to be real with me. Like I need him to be honest with me. Of course, speak the truth and love. But I need him to let me know what he needs from me in that season. If I'm doing too much or not doing too much or whatever I need to curb. Because I said I signed up to be on the team with you. So I'm like, if I sign up to be a part of this team, I need you to talk to me like I'm a part of the team. Let me know where I am. Even for our river, he, he, we went walking one morning. He was like, all right, you're doing too much. I'm seeing you always on the computer, baby. Always. I needed that. I didn't need him to like. Didn't say it like that. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
So we can have some help so that you refresh. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I was like, I do not want to lose my girlfriend when I got a wife. My wife and girlfriend will be the same person. <laughs> you ready to talk? Guys, we're out of time. Clap your hands for the camera. Oh. <laughs> 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 if you got me in trouble earlier, I'm going to clean this up. Oh. Uh-oh. Your wife, Uh-oh. who you sleep with, I love you. She got me in trouble, I got to clean this up. Uh-oh. She said that I don't spend no more than $100 on the first day. <laughs> And she, you know what? She's right. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. Ladies, men with money, the easiest thing they can do is spend money on them. Men with money value their time more than they value their money. If I really like you, I'm not going to spend a lot of money on you. I'm going to put intention behind you. Me who are broke are going to spend a lot of money on you to try to impress you. So the reason why I tell myself the first day, don't spend $100 if you like it, because it forces me to now spend my time to be creative, to listen to you, and to be intentional on the first day. The second day, we can talk about $100. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got it. Just a few minutes before you run rush, you came all the way here.